Welcome, everyone, to the 69th episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Oh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I'm Chris, that's Dan, and what will we be reviewing, Dan? On this nice episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we are doing episode 10 of season 4 of The Simpsons, originally aired December 3rd. 1992. We're ending 92 soon. Nuts. It's insane. Yep. This is Lisa's first word. A personal favorite episode of mine. One of the one of the top tier flashback episodes of the series, by the way. There are several flashback episodes. We've already seen a couple. We've seen Bart being born. We've seen how Homer and Marge met. But this one is even better because it has some of the best heart in some of the early Simpsons episodes while also being really funny. So let's talk. Also, there's like some actual, like actual real things that happen in the world that they cover, but just in their own way. Oh, something very real that happens. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Something very infamous that happens. Yep. Even parodying it with a fast food restaurant, as a matter of fact. Yep. So the episode actually takes place the year that I was born. Mm. Well, because it starts in 83 and then takes place in 84. Of course, it would all have been before I was born because I was born at the end of the year. Just like if something takes place in 1982, it has to take place December 14th or earlier. Dan will have not been around. There you have it. That's how, we, that's how we roll. That's how us end-of-the-year birthdays roll. <laughs> but yes, let's, uh, let's discuss Lisa's first word. First of all, uh, the last episode we, t- we made that leopard joke about Hawaii. And I think they were, they were kind of on lepers at the time because Bart's on the chalkboard going, Teacher is not a leper. And then one of the famous couch gags in this episode... I don't know what you would actually call this couch gag as, like, a specific title. I call it the big performance couch gag. I'm assuming it has an actual title. I think I've heard it called the circus line couch bag before. Family runs in. Well, it's like a big variety show intro, right? Because it yeah. just more and more gets revealed, right? They start kicking. Uh, Rocket, like, people start showing up. A guy comes in on a unicycle. Doing, juggling. Juggling. And, they're, and then they reveal, like, a whole... Acrobats, you know, clowns, uh, elephants doing handstands. And, and then they, the big stairs up to the top. Yep. Look at the beginning of Family Guy. It's like a big old circus <laughs> performance. So, the episode starts with them trying to convince Maggie to go for her first word. Marge is trying to get her to say mommy or kitty. Uh, Bart's trying to get her to say get bent. (laughs) Lisa's trying to get her to say complicated words like bebop. Bart's going shove it. And Homer wants, of course, daddy, which, of course, he ain't going to get. Maggie pulls out the pacifier and lets out a belch. Homer's like, she said burlap. No. No, I don't think that's going to be the uh, what she said there. So, hey, Mom and Dad, what was our first word? Oh, I also love... Uh, 
What's the freaking line that Lisa says, and then Homer goes, takes one to no one? Oh, shit. Which makes, like, no sense. <laughs> Whatever. Ugh, it's so funny. But, uh, oh, yeah. So the the big reveal of what Bart's first word is is hysterical, by the way. Which is, uh, they're, uh, you, you can see the bed, you see the clothes coming off, you hear them giggling. Bart opens up the door and just goes, ah, caramba! And Marge is like, I don't remember what Bart's first word was. But Lisa's story is very cute. And the story begins in 1983, which the means... The sooner kids talk, the sooner they talk back. I hope you never say a word. Oh, <laughs> sweetest line on the series. <laughs> the last line in the shit in the episode too almost the last line okay so if the story begins in 1983 that means that lisa is technically older than me yes sure so lisa is 37 bart's older than all of us right bart's older than you you'd be 39 yeah so good god yeah so they're living in this little apartment on the lower east side of springfield and it's all ethnicities right like, everybody on the street has an accent. Hey, you guys want to play stickball? Ah, oh, certainly. They run and to they the go and they play an arcade ring. Ar- arcade stickball. I also love that Homer is is coming home dancing to girls just want to have fun. Yes. The hit song at the time. Oh, yeah, because the, the Marge is talking about the last episode of MASH. And... They've got like the the one girl's got the Irish act, the thick Irish accent. The other lady's got the uh, like the Eastern European accent and everything. So Homer comes home and Bart's like Homer. He's like, oh, I told you don't call me that. Call me Daddy. Homer. Like, Homer. No, Daddy. Dat. Homer. Dat. Domer. And then he gets strangled. So we get we get a fun little montage here of all about what it's basically what it's like raising Bart. Homer's napping on the floor. Bart climbs up the TV and dives on his belly. Uh, Bart is eating his spaghetti like an absolute slob, but it turns out Homer's doing the same thing. So, and then he's swinging on the clothesline naked. <laughs> and they're what just is, like, so you know, like fifth floor, yeah, apartments. Uh, don't worry, he'll tire himself out eventually, and he keeps going. Marge is reading him a bedtime story about a prince, and Bart keeps asking questions. Oh, and then what happened? Well, they had 30 sons and 30 daughters. What were their names? Well, let's see. There was Dennis, Brad, Mavis, she falls asleep. Brad. <laughs> so he turns on Johnny Carson. And, of course, he even, he even laughs and does the hi back. <clears throat> and then another one of my favorite Simpsons jokes ever. Got your nose. Got your wallet. <laughs> he flushes, he it, flushes down. it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marge comes in to tell Homer that uh, oh, there's going to be twice as much love in this house. We're going to have another baby. Oh, that's wonderful. Bye-bye, keys. There go the keys now. So, yeah, another kid sounds great when you got Bart, huh? Hey, Bart, how if we're going to have another baby brother or sister? So then he thinks about it. Oh, yeah, the baby. Yeah. First he hates first he hates it, then he realizes, wait, I could do whatever I want and blame the baby. Yeah, he's, like, drawn on the walls. 
He uses the baby as a skate, as a ramp for his uh, tricycle. Yeah. He he wipes up a spill with the baby. <laughs> and then he gets that evil look on his face because he just knows that uh, uh, gets to be the, the perfect scapegoat. That's a classic, uh, that's a classic TV trope too, right? Like, how, how does the kid react to the new kid? Yep. It's always going to be the, the jealousy factor and everything. <clears throat> Which they, they play with that in this episode. So, of course, they're like, we're going to need a bigger place. Oh, come on, Marge, I got this figured out. Bart can, at least it can, or the, the baby can take the crib. And Bart can sleep with us till he's 21. W won't that warp him? Oh, worked for my cousin Frank. You don't have a cousin Frank. He became Francine in the 1970s. Then he joined the cult. I think his name is Mother Shabubu now. <laughs> so they drop off... Uh, they drop off Bart so they can go house hunting. With Patty and Selma. And of course you, you learn that they are... They love to make him dance for a dollar. Singing classic songs and throwing it out there because you know that's the thing right is like the the relatives want the entertainment from the kids uh your your kid's so cute do that thing that we like no well ha here how about a dollar okay did you ever have the uh the relative who did the would make you perform something or not really but i didn't have that but i had my relatives loved to tease me because i was shy so I'd be like, a f like they would always hound me when I walked in. So as a result, I would be afraid to go into the house. So like I would spend time out in the car until I felt comfortable enough to go in. And then they would hound me. Because, you know, that's how it works. So they're touring these houses. They have the, uh, <laughs> this house just came on the market as the investigators are there with the chalk outline of the body. And then there's the blood writing on the wall, and I will be back. <laughs> yep. Stinking Fish Realty with a name that bad. We must be good. Go and then they go to another place, and they're like, what's that smell? And the rendering plant's right behind it. You'll, once you get used to the smell of pork fat, you'll wonder how you ever did without it. Mmm, pork fat. <laughs> Yar! Why get to house when ye can have a houseboat? This is when they, you know they were down with the Sea Captain character right now. They had just created him. Like, two episodes ago, they just created him. And then and now, the shark shows up, and then he takes off to fight the shark. <laughs> the best part is he comes back real quick to try and keep selling them on the house. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Yar, uh, excuse me a second. But and then they realize there's a house at Evergreen Terrace for $15,000. Imagine what we could do with this place. And Homer's got the... Uh, just just a couch and a TV. Couch and a TV. That's all he, <laughs> that's all he needs, yeah? <laughs> so he goes to, he goes to his, his father to f see if he can help him out a little bit. And he's like, the only thing I got to my name is this house that I built with my bare hands. No, you didn't. You won it on a crooked game show. And then they have the sweet. Like, okay, yeah, I'll sell the house. <clears throat> and then they're like, they 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 stop it for the kids to ask what, like, so what? How long after that did Grandpa go to the home? And he's like, two weeks. 
<laughs> Dude, it's like it's it's such a great moment because it's like that nice heartfelt moment. You know, Dad, you gave me life, and now you're going to give me a place to live. I'd be honored if you'd come live with us. And they hug. And he's like, "So how long till you ship them out? Two weeks?" And then they all just laugh. <laughs> they all just laugh. <clears throat> so of course, back in the present, Homer's got a cookie in his hand. Maggie, I'll give you a cookie if you'll talk. She points over there. What? And she takes the cookie. So they, you see them moving in for the first day. Hey, Homer, this house sucks. Bart, I told you not to use that word. Call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as he's strangling his son, here comes Ned and Todd Flanders. We welcome you to the neighborhood. I'm Todd. Let's be friends. He goes to hug him. Bart shoves him down. Hey, you're funny. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell how protected the kid has been this whole time. I also love. I also love the handles Flanders, but my friends call me Ned. And Homer goes, "Hello, Flanders." Yeah. You know, if there's anything that you need, well, I could use a TV tray. I just bought this from the hardware store. Well, you said anything, right? Well, okay, you can borrow it for a little while, and then. That little while has turned into eight years and counting. The famous Homer. Homer is that neighbor who borrows stuff and never returns it. Ugh. Do you ever have a? Do you ever have the friend who would borrow stuff and it was impossible to get it back from them? Because I did. Then I would stop letting them borrow stuff and they'd get mad. Be like, you never return it. I gotta friggin' track you down. I gotta physically go to your house to get it from you because you never remember to bring it back to school. And then you'd have the friend who would, like, return it in short order so they could borrow something else. And it's like, well, damn. I mean, I'm not a video store, but at least you're returning it. I loaned a buddy of mine my copy of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And he returned it to me in, like, a week. And he had the entire, the file that he had, the entire game was beaten. Everything was unlocked. He was, like, super far ahead of me. I was like, oh, Okay. Because I'd had the game for a little while, and I hadn't made it that far. And then he just went and kicked my ass. Gotta love it. Gotta love when they would return stuff and just be, like, super advanced on the game. Oh, thanks for me looking, making it look like shit, but all right. So, yeah, so we experienced the difficulty of Marge dealing with being pregnant and being sick. And Bart is walking around, drumming pots and pans together, screaming, I am so great. Everybody loves me. I am so great. And she actually has to yell at him to get him out of there. And Homer's like, it wasn't easy to juggle a pregnant wife and a troubled child, but somehow I managed to fit in eight hours of TV a day. So he sits Bart on the couch, and this was Bart's first introduction to Krusty the Clown and Itchy and Scratchy, as a matter of fact. We even get an Itchy and Scratchy episode that's going to lead into our next subplot line. This one's called the 100-yard gash. Scratchy's about to run on the track. Itchy nails his tail to the track. Scratchy, of course, can't run. And he struggles. His skeleton gets out and wins the race and ends up on a Wheaties box. And it's dedicated to the athletes of the 1984 Olympics as Itchy and Scratchy is the official cat and mouse team. I always love those fake titles that they would give stuff. Like... You know, oh, well, this is the official burger of the, the event. Because it's like the one burger place that's sponsoring. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Well, how many other cat and mouse duos existed at the time? Other than Tom and Jerry? <laughs> so, like... Oh. 
<clears throat> Sylvester and... Well, Sylvester didn't have a mouse counterpart. Oh, yeah, he had Speedy Gonzales. They did episodes. Did they? They did. So, of course... We, uh, we cut to Krusty, and he's promoting the, uh, the Olympic event. We even get a Sideshow Bob clip. He's got different hair, a different physique and everything, because it's a younger Sideshow Bob. And as he lifts up a weight above his head, Krusty tickles him with a feather, and he drops it on his neck. And he says, go to your Krusty Burger, get a scratch-off ticket, and whatever event you scratch off, if we win a gold medal, you get a free Krusty Burger. My, my f- two favorite things about this is, A, he uses a switchblade on camera to scratch off his ticket, which is funny enough as it is. And then, of course, he does the thing where he takes the bite of the burger for the promotional. And as soon as they cut the camera, he spits it out and takes a, takes a douse of his flask. I'm going to be tasting that thing for weeks. And then what happens, Dan, when he gets the note? <laughs> uh, I guess the note that the... Communist countries, the Russian bloc, are not going to do the Olympics that year. Yep. Because all the events they had specifically rigged were events that communists do really well with. And then the Soviet Union boycotted the Olympics. As a real thing that happened, the Soviet Union and East Germany, in fact, boycotted the Olympics that year. So the USA won a ton of gold medals in the 1984 Olympics. So, of course, we get the, uh, from now on, the baby sleeps in the crib. Bart won't. Bart will not abandon the crib. All right, let's try a little reverse psychology. Let's leave the baby with his crib. And they leave, but then Homer runs right back in. And after a little recycled footage from Homer at the bat for the clown bed montage, we approach one of my favorite quotes ever. On The Simpsons, because Homer made Bart a clown bed to sleep in. And the thing is horrifying. Like, even by even by somebody like me who is not scared of clowns at all, that is a horrifying bed to put your young child in. I mean, Bart would have been like two years old, so. The line is? If you should die before you wake. <laughs> and then it cuts to Bart hugging his knees, shivering, going, can't sleep. Clown will eat me. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. One of the best quotes ever. And they're watching the Olympics. The uh, <laughs> the German girls have done shaving their backs. <laughs> and as they compete, they reveal that we should point out that all these co- athletes are from countries that don't have swimming pools. So the USA wins. And that's when Marge reveals that the baby's on his way. And Homer goes, wow. A baby and a free burger. Is this the best day of my life? Coming up, an hour of Mama's family. Yes! (laughs) So what are we going to do with Bart, Dan? While we're at the hospital. Send him to Patty and Selma. Hey, send him to the Flanders. Oh, yeah, the Flanders is, yes. Rod and Todd are playing the Good Samaritan board game. All right, guys, what do you want to play? The Good Samaritan! I get to close the lepers. Lucky. They were really on lepers right now. They were making that joke work. <laughs> it's supper time, boys. Oh, boy, liver. Iron helps us play. Bart's like, I want to go home. And he looks over and he sees the clown bed. No, I don't. 
They got the joy, 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 joy down in their hearts. <clears throat> and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on a tack. Ow. And then as Bart sneaks out, he runs into uh, Flanders' crazy r- either grandmother or just an old relative in the house who, of course, has some form of dementia or Alzheimer's or something. Hello, Joe! It scares the crap out of him, too. So Bart just has an absolute miserable experience. Meanwhile, there's Homer fawning over little Lisa. You know, according to this book, Bart might be jealous of her. Yeah, well, Bart can kiss my furry yellow butt. And the famous scene where Bart's having all the voices go through his head. The baby gets the crib. Iron helps us play. Hello, Joe and the clown laughing. And then he walks in because there's somebody who wants to meet him. And there is sweet little Lisa, newborn Lisa. And as they lock eyes, Bart looks at her her and goes, I hate you. Off to a rough start. So, of course, Patty and Selma are smoking their cigarettes right in front of the baby. Oh, look, she coughed. Isn't that cute? And Bart (laughs) tries to go do a song and dance, and they're like, dumb kids. Yeah, you still live here. (laughs) I love when they kiss Lisa. It's like that giant lipstick spot that's like half her head. And then, of course, we cut back to the, uh, the, the, the great, this is one of the best parts is the, uh, the, the quick montage they get of the, uh, the Olympics. Krusty's freaking out. I am personally going to spit in every 50th burger. I like those odds. We're going to show the footage of the Korean gymnast who made a perfect dismount on what was later revealed to be a broken leg. Which is a funny joke, too, because he just stands there screaming. Which is the funniest shit, because in 1996, Carrie Strug nails a vault with a fucking broken ankle. Yup. <laughs> Simpsons did it first! Simpsons did it first. In, in 1984, in fact. Yeah, 12 years before it. Carrie Strug was like, two. <laughs> and then did you notice that Dredderick Tatum was, you know, Dredderick Tatum from Springfield was the boxing representative. Yep. And he murders the guy. <laughs> yeah. The, the Swedish boxer is just laying there dead and he's doing the victory dance. And Homer's doing the exact same dance because he got another free burger. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> my favorite part is, uh, uh, Lisa, you're, you look so healthy. Here's a Wowie pop. Can I get one too? Oh, I'm all out, Bart. But how about a rubella inoculation? <laughs> Uh, I tricked the kid with getting a shot. <clears throat> and then, I want to hold the baby. Uh, you're a little too young, Bart. Hey, you can hold my beer. And he just puts his beer on Bart's head. So now comes the montage of Bart messing with Lisa. First, he sneaks into her room and cuts her hair till she's bald. Who's cuter now? And now he's sitting in the corner. He covers her with stamps and shoves her into the mailbox back in the corner because the postman tattled on him. And as Homer answers the door, he's got Flanders has Lisa. Hey, look what your boy shoved through our doggy door. Since we're returning your uh, second born, can you return my TV tray? He slams the door in his face. Bart, get in the corner. Yeah, stay there. And Bart's had enough. He ties his... uh. He's got his little his little toy popper. Oh, he's gonna do the bindle. The yeah. bindle, yeah. Got the bindle. 
He's going to run away. I liked it better when it was me, Mom, and Homer. You wrecked everything. I'm leaving. And then she says, Bart. Wait, what did you say? Bart? Suffer and succotash, you can talk. So he quickly rushes her downstairs. He's like, check it out, guys. She can talk. And she's like, Bart, 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 Bart. I'm her first word. And they changes his entire tune over that. Can you say mommy? Can you say David Hasselhoff? Can you say daddy? Homer. Homer. <laughs> and Homer. Young, oh, young Bart and Lisa hug. And, and we flash forward to the future where they're fighting over who gets to sit where. Because Bart rode on the carpet. <laughs> Mom yelled at you. And that's when Homer takes Maggie to bed and says, The sooner kids talk, the sooner the sooner they talk back. I hope you never say a word. And, and leaves? She removes her pacifier and says, Daddy. And we end the episode. One of my favorite moments in The Simpsons. When you're going to get a good heartfelt moment on The Simpsons, that is the f- that's really one of the first really good heartfelt moments the entire show's ever done. Like, the one that really hits you. Hits you deep. And they brought in... It's always, it's always a thing that the kids say daddy first and the moms always hate it, whatever. But, like, it, it was a thing in America, right? The mom stayed home, and the big deal was when daddy came home from work. Right. Daddy's going to be home soon. Daddy's going to be home soon. Daddy's home. Everybody make a big deal about daddy being home. So the first words they say is daddy because it's the most important part of their day is when daddy comes home. Right. Exactly. So, of course, there you have it. Maggie's first word, although we don't actually know what her first word was because nobody was there to hear it. Officially, Mm. her first word is sequel from the Simpsons (laughs) movie. (laughs) But so who has who has the best first word? Maggie, Lisa or Bart? (laughs) I caramba. His first word is in another language. (laughs) Uh, That's so damn funny, though. Funny and then heart. It's the that's the that's the scale, from funniest to most heartfelt. Bart, Lisa, Maggie. I also love that when they would do episodes in the future with Maggie in them, she never talks. You so she has never said a word officially on the show. As an adult, they always find ways around that. Ah, uh, what a great episode! What do you think of this one? It's really heartfelt. But I don't put it among among my favorites. Okay, that's fair. It's definitely among mine, though. I I just like the story. I like the connection between Bart and Lisa. It's relatable. Siblings being jelly and everything. I think it's it's really good stuff. Um, Personal favorite, especially for for this season. This season has so many good episodes in it too like so many good episodes including an episode considered to be the best simpsons episode of all time by the fans and critics we haven't even gotten to it yet we will get to it before the end so yeah really good stuff here so <clears throat> we already mentioned the uh the crusty burger olympic promotion that happened that to mcdonald's actually happened to mcdonald's yeah actually happened to mcdonald's so that's the uh they ate. They lost like forty million, fifty million dollars. Yep. 
the first use of the extended Rockettes Circus Open couch gag, which was one of Matt Groening's favorites, which is why you see it so often. Uh, Mike Reese, the writer, his dad built him a clown-shaped bed when he was younger, and he was terrified of sleeping in it. So that's where that inspiration came from. This is the official episode to establish that Todd and Bart are the same age, but Rod is older. We always knew they were siblings and everything, but this is the one that actually hammers in that Rod is the older sibling. Um, we, we do say, we do get Maggie's first word voiced by Elizabeth Taylor of all people. They had to do multiple takes because she kept on doing it too sexy, which is hysterical. Then why even bring her in at all at that point? Uh, they used Jeff Martin for this episode because he had also done I Married Marge, another flashback episode. He uh, he always liked doing flashback episodes because he loved to check out old newspapers and see what the news was like in 83 and 84 so he could figure out his jokes. Yeah, that's one way to do it, right? Figure yeah, out what the news stories were. Inside of your universe, right? Right. You know, McDonald's loses $50 million because of the Russians backing out of the Olympics. Well, that's super easy. It would be Krusty and Krusty Burger. Yep. It's great, and it's fantastic. <laughs> also shows that Krusty's been on the air for a really long time. Um, We do, we do talk about how... Uh, Lisa or Homer had already started a college fund for Lisa and it's at the Lincoln Savings and Loan, which was at the heart of the Keating Five scandal during the 1980s savings and loan crisis. The parent company went bankrupt in 89. 21,000 investors lost their savings. So you know that Homer was one of them. And yes, Girls Just Want to Have Fun was released in 1983. Animation director Chuck Sheets actually came up with the uh, the sequence because the final version of this episode was actually too short. So they needed something to fill it. So they they actually utilized the song in the montage. It's a, it's a ripoff of it, which is why they didn't actually license it. But, uh, but that's how they came up with that, by adding in that montage. And of course, uh, the Fox censors wrote a note that Bart can kiss my hairy yellow butt would have been considered coarse because Bart was two at the time. Uh, Nancy Cartwright's infant daughter, Lucy, did a couple of the sounds that Maggie makes during the episode. They also kept the identity of Elizabeth Taylor a secret. And it was Mike Reese and Al Jean where they want, they had already conceived that Maggie's first word was going to be daddy. And it was going to be when no one could hear her, which is where a lot of the episode came from. Really good idea. (laughs) So, and here is the final trivia piece. This is the extended Elizabeth Taylor one. 
The voice came out too sexy, and Taylor had to record the part numerous times before the producers were satisfied and thought it sounded like a baby. Several sources have reported that after Taylor had been made to repeatedly record the line, she said F you to Matt Groening and stormed out of the studio. Groening recounted this event in a 94 episode or 94 appearance on Conan O'Brien and was quoted by the New York Daily News in 2007 saying, we did 24 takes, they were always too sexual, finally Liz said F you and walked out. However, Groening later denied the story in the DVD commentary for the episode Gump Roast when Al Jean stated in a piece that after Taylor's death in 2011, that Taylor had said F you in jest and in Maggie's voice and did not storm out. So, did that happen or didn't it happen? Perhaps we'll never know. Because the story has changed. So it's based on whatever you want to believe. Would you like to know what Elizabeth Taylor's top credits are on IMDb, Dan? Cleopatra? Uh, that is one of them. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Suddenly Last Summer, and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, along with Cleopatra, are her top credits. Her top credits. And do you know what one of her last appearances was as an actress? One of her last credited appearances before her death. Now, she died in 2011. Her official last actress credit is 2002, but this is the one I'm focusing on. She appeared on an episode of God, the Devil, and Bob. Do you remember that show? I, I, I remember the name of that show for sure. And don't worry, this is not the last time we're going to see Elizabeth Taylor on The Simpsons. It's actually not the last time we're going to see Elizabeth Taylor this season on The Simpsons. So there you have it. Yeah, Lisa's first word. Great episode. Next time we come to you, Homer's going to have a heart attack. We're finally going to do an episode about Homer being fat. Because Homer's triple bypass is our next episode. By the way... Some of the best Dr. Nick stuff that there is. Oh my god, yes. The, oh yes, we will definitely be covering that. That will be coming up next time. Thank you guys for tuning in to this very nice episode. Nice, nice. And we will see you next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.